0: We're losing that whole tradition of apprenticing yourself to someone who's been doing it for 10 years. Go find the person that's doing your dream thing and just interview them and say, I'll do whatever it takes to learn how you got here.
1: It's just changed everything in my life. Every single person has a gift to offer the world. And what does that look like? And how can we inspire people to do that? Stab onto that and, and be anchored in that because um, their fulfillment lies in their identity, not in their actions. You can kind of sort of BS everybody else that kind of thing where you know if you're on it or not. Wake up and clean the slate and you don't have to believe the lies that people have told you. You're not living
2: that to its potential. It's a waste.
1: Welcome to the Forgotten Art Project. My name is David.
2: And I'm Shara. We are so excited to be here today. Thank you for joining us. Well, good morning and welcome. It's morning for us right now, but Welcome to The Forgotten Art. I'm so excited to introduce to you Joseph. Joseph, thank you so much for joining us this morning. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Glad to be here.
2: So tell us where you're at right now.
0: I'm in Burlington, Vermont.
2: Burlington, Vermont. Awesome. Um, Tell us a little bit about uh, where you've been and what you are doing currently.
0: Um, so where I've been in terms of geographically or
2: <laughs> what you've been up to, what you've been up. Oh, to. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, what we've been up to, um, there's a lot I could say. Um, we, so I'm originally from Memphis, Tennessee. That's a little bit about where I've been. Mm-hmm. And, um, after graduating college, I came to seminary in New England. So this is partly explaining why we're here in Burlington. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife and I just fell in love with New England. We were in Boston. I went to a seminary called Gordon Conwell, and um, was called to work with college students at University of Connecticut after seminary. So I was there for seven years. Oh, and wow. then almost seven years ago, was called up here to start a new Uh, church community uh, it's called redeemer burlington so we've been in burlington for almost seven years planning this church and then we've also we actually before we started the church we started an art gallery downtown um
2: Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about that story because that's kind of a cool story
0: yeah so i when we had first moved here uh i was looking for an office space So, I could be present downtown and just uh, be be available and be in a central place because part of the vision of our church from the beginning is to be a church kind of in the heart of Burlington. And I found this space that was upstairs above a bar, and I called the the number on the sign and just thought there's no way I could ever afford this. It looks like a beautiful space, but at least I'll meet someone. Mm -hmm. There'll be a story, and I'll get to see what's up there. Yeah. And uh, this 93-year-old man meets me there. He's the owner of the building, (laughs) the landlord. And he walks up these steps. I'm like, I'm so sorry to make you do that. (laughs) I had no idea how big the space is. It's like 1,300 square feet, beautiful vaulted ceilings, wood floors, these like original gas fixtures from the 1890s. Wow, we uh, are
2: going to need to it, see pictures at some point. Definitely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they they've been converted. They're n- they're not still gas fixtures. But, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I was looking around, thinking, thinking this is just amazing, and uh, and and also sorry to waste your time. And he said, No, no, no. What would you do with this space if you had it? And literally on the spot, I just said we'd probably start a community art space, um, <laughs> gallery, and. Like, that's just the first thing that came to mind. Because, you know,
2: that's just something that people daydream about in their spare time. Well, and it
0: kind of has been. we've, uh, my my wife and I, so my wife is an artist and I'm a musician. So we've always, whatever we've done, it's been connected in some way to the arts community, wherever we've lived.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: um, and so, um, you know, it, it wasn't completely random that I
2: said that <laughs> and uh you're sitting there so yeah
0: no, that he, just <laughs> <laughs> right so he pretty much immediately said that sounds great whatever I said he liked what he heard and mm. he said why don't you pay me what you were going to pay me for your little office and we'll just call it a deal and
3: wow
0: he has not he did not raise the rent for five years so he sadly he passed away about two years ago now um just like a dear man and really just got it he mm. you know he made his money he owned the ben and jerry's building and town like he owned half of burlington <laughs> I think this, uh didn't need need to make money off of this and, and saw what we were doing and he
3: really mm. got
0: it so that's awesome so that's yeah Yeah, so we we found ourselves you know when we moved here we didn't we actually didn't know a soul um we were just wanting to connect with the community Mm -hmm. and here we had this amazing way to do that uh before we actually even had a church community so we started this this gallery space and it's become quite uh an amazing space Uh, gone beyond what we could have dreamed for it.
2: So you use it for a few different things, right? Can you tell us a little bit more about um, the the different areas of the space and what you guys use it for? Because that's pretty exciting.
0: Yeah, so it took us a while to figure out what exactly we wanted to do. It was about a year of really just interviewing people in town, in the arts community and saying, what does Burlington really need? Mm. You know, we could we could do something that we wanted to do, but we wanted to really be filling a gap, filling a niche. Yeah.
2: You guys that, took the, time. the
0: overwhelming, <clears throat> yeah, the overwhelming feedback from local artists is you know studio space is so expensive, and you know we would love to see a re- you know in Burlington a, a residency program for for artists. So if you don't know any listeners don't know what an artist in residency is. It's um, it's basically an art studio that an artist gets um, for a certain amount of time. Ours is very long. It's six months. The typical uh, studio residency is about a month. So we give it... We give studio to artists that apply to the program that we set, um The studio for free for six months. So they they submit a proposal for a body of work that they'd like to complete. And so they work on their art for six months in, this, in these beautiful studios. And And the, the way that we have it set up is it's kind of like an artist co-op. So they get the studio for free in exchange for working one day of hours at the gallery, which for them that's actually great. It connects their art to the general public. It's a way that they can showcase their work. because It's an open studio.
3: Mm-hmm. And,
0: you know, they greet all the visitors that come in, they give them a tour of the gallery space and, and then they get to connect with potential, you know, future buyers of their artwork. Um, mm-hmm. So there's three residency studios in the States. Uh And so there's three working artists who cycle, in and out, different artists come in for six months at a time mm-hmm. uh and and then there's a main gallery space and in that space, we've got a team of curators. I believe that team uh where we we put on shows featuring local art you know artists and each each show lasts three months, so we do four shows a year
3: mm-hmm.
0: Um, so that's happening, and my office is there, so you know. I'm there. (laughs) I'm, uh, typically, uh, in Burlington, the artists who you know, do the residencies there. They would say I'm like, I'm like the only pastor, maybe the first pastor they've ever known (laughs) 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 and much less been friends with. And Mm -hmm. so, uh, that's just like this wonderful thing. I get to be buddies with these artists over the six months that they're there. And, um, it's a beautiful thing, you know, they, they really need, not just, you know, financial support, like, you know, we're giving them the studio that's, that's very helpful for them, but they really, you know, poverty kind of takes different forms. They, 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 in many ways are relationally poor. They need community. Mm-hmm. And sometimes their work really, you know, isolates them. They,
3: yeah.
0: They're trying to keep their craft, but they have to work. And so, you know, often they're doing their work in, in a basement space or a space that's just not, it's yeah. not connecting them to other artists. It's not connecting them to support. Um, they feel like, you know, our culture sometimes makes people, artists feel like what they're doing is like a luxury, like, oh, that would be nice, that you have time to. You know, paint pictures is like totally demeaning of like the importance of their work to to all of us. So, yeah. So it really, I think, what we found is it really dignifies artists' work. We've had now, we've been doing it for over six years, so we we have a list of about twenty artists who have because there's three studios and they cycle. Mm that have done residencies and they've gone on to do, to connect with other arts institutions in town. Um, They've moved to Boston or New York and stay in touch. We have, you know, kind of resident alumni that um, have gone on to do MSAs. One of them's at Yale right now doing an MSA and she is always like ready to talk about how new city New City Gallery is the name of the space. I should have said that on the front end.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, uh, you know, she talks about how New City really helped her kind of elevate what she was doing and focus her time. It gave her time to work on her uh, this new series of work that she was diving
3: doing.
2: How incredible! So it's so, just, yeah, it's interesting because, like you said, you're a musician and your wife is an artist. So you yourselves have um, areas that you're passionate about. Um, but it sounds almost like what you're really passionate about is being that support system for others. And, uh, that's that's pretty amazing. That's not a common, that's not something that most people aspire to, you know, they, they maybe want to focus on what they're doing. Um, but do you feel like it has positively affected your music or, um, positively affected your, your wife's ability to be creative in, in her time?
0: Yeah, I mean I think you know I I'm just a fan. <laughs> like I'm a fan of so many things. I, I I really am a fan of art. So I do love the art part of it. I love like being involved curating shows. That's really fun. Um but like being a fan, I think it in general it doesn't always mean that you become a facilitator, but for me like facilitating Great art, or you know, things that I think are beautiful that are going to impact the community. To me, that's what kind of gets me going.
3: Mm.
0: And I love making connections because we often do group shows, so we'll have like four or five artists who maybe don't know each other, or sometimes they do. Um, but we're kind of tracing a thread, you know, either a theme or kind of. Whether it's color or a, a certain medium, as a curator, you're kind of you're making those connections in the work itself. Uh, but then you're also connecting individuals. Mm. You know, there's a whole ton of. I mean, we plan shows a year out. So it's there's a lot of back end work that you do to put on one show. Yeah, working on it for about a year, um, and we try to just do. Something that's really, you know, going to elevate their work <clears throat> and and be be a platform for them that they maybe didn't have before. And that's the other thing I, I was going to say. Our focus, so we're right across the street from the main city-funded art gallery, um, but they are now like giving us grants. So, like we we got a three thousand dollars grant from from the city. Two years ago, we just applied for the same grant again. Um, but they have been hugely supportive. And, and But they mostly are focused on regional and international artists.
3: Mm-hmm. That's
0: changing a little bit of late. They're fo- focusing more on um, local artists. But um, our main thing is emerging artists. So, like, mm-hmm. artists who maybe haven't had a show yet, maybe they're just out of grad school and they're really looking to
2: get their feet wet. You know,
0: exactly. We're not a commercial gallery, but we, we kind of look like one. Mm-hmm. And we try to act, act like one, you know, like we really want to do high level shows. So mm-hmm. for for them, it's just, they're not going to get a show at that. It's called Burlington city arts. There's, it's just, it's going to be probably a decade before that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, for are at that place in their career.
3: Yeah.
0: So for, for us to be able to to give them a show, you know, we hear it all the time. It's just like that was a, such a big deal for me, you know, at mm-hmm. that point in my career.
1: Um, to do that. So yeah. yeah. It's like a launching a point, a starting point. hmm Yeah.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: yeah, there's, yeah. I mean, there's just so many cool, cool things about this this whole deal, but I love that, you know, so often we're, we're told like, we need to be, we need to be worker bees. and <laughs> But excuse me, you guys are, you know, providing this opportunity to say like, no, you know what, your passion is really important. What you love is really important. And we're going to help support you in that, um, you know, it's not, totally. not important just to, just to quote unquote, contribute to society and this particular, you know, like a lot of what school teaches us to do. Um, so man, yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. And so, yeah, you, uh... oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, I was going to say, yeah, I
0: think that, the you know one of the things that's come out of the residency is we'll we'll build a relationship with one of these artists. Maybe they'll be in a in a subsequent show at New City. But then what's, what's lately been happening is they have been coming back and guest curating shows. So we our next show that opens first Friday in May is going to be guest curated by Michael Schaub, who is one of our resident artists, um, a year ago. Mm-hmm. So, so for them, that's a whole nother They really see that as kind of another level of opportunity um, mm-hmm. that they get really excited about. Again, like it's something... That's a rare thing to get that opportunity to curate a show. So, yeah, that's the... Yeah, like you said, it's a it's a more of a facilitated a facilitative act of creation, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, and so you're involved in collaborating, but yeah, it's more like telling a story through the stories they've already told, you know, and putting them
1: and weaving them all together. Yeah. Yeah. And giving opportunity and like permission, you know, in a way like saying, yeah, we believe in, you know, what you're trying to do and we're going to support that. I think it's, Uh, you know, a lot of times we're, we're not given permission through, you know, the way that we feel that society says we should be acting. So
2: Mm -hmm. to
1: like give that permission and then also that incredible support, like a whole six months, you know, that's, that's really cool.
2: Yeah. I think it's a great example of how you can do these kinds of things, how you can make a positive impact on your community. Um, And this is just uh, one more way to do it, but it it seems like it's efficient. It makes sense. It makes sense in the area that you're at. You spent some quality time beforehand actually speaking to people and asking them their opinions. And that's Mm -hmm. a, a really big deal. Um, I have a, I have kind of a fun question for you. I mean, I'm sure that you have a lot of really great stories um, about each artist and their experience and the work that they've accomplished, but do you have any favorites that you don't mind sharing with us?
0: Yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'll tell another story connected to that question. I asked that same question of um, the director of the Vermont Studio Center. This is like this famous you know, of course, only in certain circles. I didn't hear about it until like two years of living here. Somebody told me, you don't know about the Vermont Studio Center. It's like world famous. So I went out there and talked to the director. And basically they have like, it's essentially what we're doing on steroids. Like they have like 30 residency studios doing for like 25 years.
3: Yeah. And I talked to the
0: director and had lunch with him. Just the sweetest man. And he's been living, working in that community for like the whole time, 25 years. And I said, can you tell me like, you've had so many people from all over the world come through here. There must be some standout stories. And I'm not joking. Like he teared up and he said, I really can't because they're all great. Like every one of them. (laughs)
3: That's awesome. And I just,
0: that just really, I thought that is what I aspire to, to say like, every single person that comes through here is like Mm. uniquely special and amazing. And, and he, Mm -hmm. and he wouldn't do it. He like refused to tell me some stories, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, yeah, I just thought, wow, that's like, I want to be like that.
3: Uh, I want
0: to be so affected by like how much I love these artists. And that's really, that's the other thing is like, we don't want to, um, we're not doing this like because we think it's cool. <laughs> we really are doing it because uh, <laughs> we, do think it's, we do think it's cool, but really like the the reason we're doing it is because we really love artists as people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that's in terms of like the stories, um, I mean, that has been the biggest thing. I mean, I'll tell you one um, girl's story. She moved here from Massachusetts. She says she went to University of Vermont. we connected with her um, actually through our church she um you know that's how I' met her um, but she did a, a residency at, at the gallery and uh, during that residency, she lost her sister, who was her best friend mm-hmm. suicide. This has now been three years um since that happened mm-hmm. and She, I mean, obviously it was like completely devastating. And uh, and as you might expect, her artwork was deeply shaped, impacted by that loss. And she started making work that really, in a way I was talking about facilitating, uh, sometimes art can be uh, almost a Base, uh, a tool
3: yeah. for
0: someone someone else's healing, and she started making these really large sculptures. And one of one of the ones that just stands out is she made this really huge uh, floating rib cage. Sounds really weird, but it was so big that you could actually get up inside of it. And she made the whole. Um, ribcage uh, and covered it with this like really beautiful gold paint and it that just shines and mm. you got up inside of it there was she's also a poet she there you would read a poem and it's the the poem was called guilt but not g-u-i but it was g-i-l-t so like mm. um you know like If something is gilded, it's like covered in gold. Mm. And the poem was about how, you know, significant books always have gold around the edges. Like, you know,
3: Mm.
0: if it's it's an old book or a book that's really important, Mm -hmm. it has gold around the edges. And the whole poem is about like, you know, our bodies, our physical bodies, you know, hold our stories. And the point she was making is her art is like right now, standing inside this ribcage, you're inhabiting my sister's story. And like, it's important and it matters. Mm. And, it's cover- and it's covered in gold. Mm. And, and like it's lasting and it's real and not like the breath that you're breathing, you're giving breath. like continued breath to my sister's story. And, uh, and, you know, like people just wept, you know, people, she had a, uh, she had a book that you could write, you know, your response and reflections. And it was like completely full after the end of the exhibit. And, uh, and actually that, that piece was in a show that we did about two years ago. And then now she's actually back in, in, in this current show that we have right now. Mm. Um, different different pieces, kind of similar ideas of you know enabling people to experience grieving almost in a really in where you would not expect in a in a space like a gallery
3: because
0: mm. um, you you bring your own story of grief and and loss and and yeah, so she's facilitating like healing happening. So yeah. I mean that that's the story. She's still a staff artist with us, um, and just is one of these like women about town that everyone knows and loves. Uh, mm.
3: and
0: she's just kind of this wonderful, you know,
2: I'm
3: sorry, what did you say?
2: Oh, I'm just saying, like your wife sounds amazing. Uh, I, I'm, I mean, she just sounds awesome. But that piece of art in particular, I mean. Yeah. Even just talking about it kind of threw my brain and my heart kind of into a place of what would I think and feel if I was in that environment at that moment. So yeah, yeah it's pretty incredible. So how exciting for you and how exciting for your wife to be able to facilitate that kind of thing. Totally. That's very exciting. Um, so I like how I asked you to share an experience about an artist, and you picked your wife.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, that was not my wife. I don't know where that. Oh, I'm so how, sorry. How I, I think that. I
2: misunderstood. I apologize. No, 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 no,
0: no, no. That's okay. We'll
2: edit that part out.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's um, that was a, a a girl that moved here from Massachusetts, and she, um, yeah, she went to UVM, and and we met her through the church. Yeah, sorry, I I
1: probably. It, no, she was. I think she was messing with her headphone when you said that part. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs>
2: My stinking headphone.
1: No worries. Coming out. That's all right. That's okay. So I'm always curious about, uh, you know, kind of where our, our our things start, like where our passions start. Where you know, do you do you feel like there was a, a catalyst or a starting point to, um, not only like being a pastor, but then. You know, deciding to open this um, art studio space. You know what, what? How can what can you kind of trace it back to? Yeah, that's a really
0: good question. Um, I think it was modeled to me just this idea of um, you know, like art and beauty, not just as a as a medium for. Um, you know, like evangelism, like, oh, it's not, you know, but sometimes I think the church treats art that way. Uh, like, it's a way to sort of get people in the room and, and deliver a message.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, what was really modeled to me was just loving people first mm-hmm. as, as human beings, loving yeah. of love and dignity and and also just a bigger, a bigger idea of what, Face is that it's um you know if god really is the creator um to say something is to put it in a genre like like to put an adjective behind art <laughs> like it's christian art you know it's a christian music it is really to um kind of do not do violence but to um really narrow um, what what the world you actually is, which is, you know, all encompassing. Mm-hmm. All of this is God's and all of it is, he said, it's very good and mm-hmm. you know, that really, um, really opens you up, uh, I think, to see to see people in a different way, to see art as, as really like a bridge to, to meaning, to significance, to connection, to community, all those things. And not to narrow it down to say art is really only as good as it is like communicating a message about, right, the gospel. Um, but you know, for me, like all good art does that. You know, it doesn't, again, like if the, if the message is true, and then, you know, an artist coming and talking about loss, so talking about, um, we, we have a, a pop-up show that's in U- uh, students, Some of our interns at the gallery are doing a bunch of student art, and the show they pitched is called Surface Tension. You know, the whole idea is like, you know, we have all these tensions that we're living with right now in society, and, but we have our own individual tensions, things that we're worried about and anxious about. And, and, you know, and here's a bunch of art to express that reality. You know, but that's like delving deep. You know, that's like getting into, like, soul issues. That's like, what does it mean to be a human being living in a world that's broken? You know, so that's, to, you know, that that's like an opportunity to invite conversations from genuinely from the community instead of uh, just to hear sort of like one, one
1: message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. That's cool. Um, do you, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about your music? So I'm a musician too. And, uh, we just got a chance to listen to a little bit of that song you sent over. So I'd love to hear, hear what you're working on. What's going on with that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, um, 2007, I, well will so, yeah, I, I've been involved in music for the college of in various bands, and, uh, but in 2007, I, um, co-founded this thing with my friend, Isaac Wardell, uh, we're both from Memphis, Tennessee, uh, we grew up together. Uh, we co-founded this thing called Bifrost Arts, which is, basically taking old hymns and writing new tunes and then taking hymns that we just really liked and doing new arrangements and then getting our friends to play on the record. Mm -hmm. So that started with just a few of our friends. He was in in New York City. I was in Connecticut. So we just kind of brought our various communities together. And then it just kind of ballooned from there. Uh, More and more people... (laughs) <laughs> signed on to sing and be a part of the project and, and it ended up being this kind of indie rock hymn record like all my heroes were on there uh, so that's that the first bifrost arts album called como spirit and uh so i have a song on there but it was basically like he and i writing new tunes and then having these, these people sing them hmm. And uh, since I moved from Connecticut to Vermont, I kind of walked away from that just to focus on the church and the gallery. And he's continued to do that. So there's like, I think there's now four uh, Bifrost Arts, Hymn Records, Bifrost is the rainbow bridge between heaven and earth. If you've seen Thor Ragnarok, they're riding yeah. the Bifrost all yeah. the time. <laughs> so we, uh, we kind of like, we kind of like adopted that as, as a perfect you know, image of like what sacred music does. It bridges that as the nurse, so that's why the strange name. Uh no, that was cool now. So yeah. <laughs> so to, yeah. <laughs>
3: since the uh,
0: since I moved on to plant the church and do the gallery, I've really just been focused there. And so that you know, that's been since two thousand seven that I was really all that involved. Doing that, but over the years since I've been living in Vermont, I've written some tunes and I just have recorded them. Um, but it's really a neat thing. Um, Lenny Smith, who runs um, Great Comfort Records, with his son Daniel Smith. Daniel Smith is better known just from his band, the Danielson Family, and other projects that he is always up to. Uh, they started a label, to, uh, they actually started the label to put out Biocross First record. which they reminded me of that the other day. Uh, it was a pretty cool thing. Uh, nice. So they, yeah, he contacted me and said, what, did, what have you got lately? You know, what have you been working on? Do you have any you know, new stuff? And I was like, Well, actually, yes. I've, I've been this pile of songs and I'd really like to record them finally. I've got some more time. And so that project has become a thing called Hallowell, which is basically I took that name from a song in the Sacred Harp uh, tradition. Sacred Harp is like a 300-year-old acapella singing tradition. It's beautiful. Everyone should know about it and listen to it. It's amazing. <laughs> um yeah, so Hallowell is also a town uh, in just south of Augusta, Maine. So it has roots here in northern New England. And I also just love the the name Hallowell, the poetry of it. You know, worship is really hallowing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, yeah. So this is basically 10 songs, new, new songs that I've written. This is, this is a name basically to for for the solo project that I'm working on, mm. and it's a great comfort. I'll release it later this year once I finish it. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, it's been great because it's it's uh, a lot of guest musicians from my new community here in Vermont, mm. from local bands and you know uh, friends here in town that I play with. that's been great
2: awesome sounds like an incredible experience
0: yeah it's been really fun to kind of go back into being creative myself you know like
1: uh, working on a new body of work yeah i think that's one of the the cool things about you know when we're pursuing what it means for us to be alive and be a human here is, you know, th- it's not just this one thing that we're, we're working on. Usually it's, there's, there's a whole bunch of different things that we can be excited about. And, you know, well, maybe some, some people are trying to figure out one thing, but I think there's also a lot of us that have a bunch of different things. And, and, uh, mm-hmm. and then you go through different periods of life where you're like, Oh, this, this thing was like really big and now it's not as big. And but this other thing is, and, you know, it, Yeah. Uh, I like that the waves that come like you, like for you playing music again, recording again, but also still, you know, facilitating all these other great things that's helping other people with their passions. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, they, they definitely impact each other, I feel. Uh, I think that when I go through those kinds of ebbs and flows in life that, um, like you said, you focus on something really hardcore for a while, but you still have other things that are helping to support that in yourself. And Mm -hmm. so, um, getting a chance to be self-supportive in that way, creatively by finding the different areas that you can go into and, um, depending on, you know, what you have time for and, um, what's also coming into your life too. Um, you know, and being able to take a moment and focus on what's available and, and, um, that's really cool that you're getting a chance to to do your music on your own for now. Well, not on your own. You get to do it with uh, people in your community. So that's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. Is so, a- yeah, to me, it seems like you have kind of set up your life to where much of your life, if not most of your life, is in pursuit of all these different things that make you feel alive. So what would you say to somebody who is maybe not even close to that yet? Maybe they're just... Just kind of starting that process. What would you say to someone like that?
3: Um,
0: I, I think it's, um, it's the Mr. Rogers clothes. <laughs> I like you just the way you are. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, just uh, I think it has to start there because it's just, you know... The whole before we're a human being, or before we're a human doing, we're a human being, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. I think just, um, No, just that uh, has to be number one, you're loved, you know, before you take a step into any project. And I think that helps too, because then when you fail or you feel like what you've created or done, you know, doesn't meet your own expectations you know, it doesn't like forge the identity that you were hoping for. Um, You can say, well, that's not where my identity is being drawn. You know, it's um, being loved. And that's, I think that's a huge thing. I love, uh, I'm always recommending this book. Um, So the the woman who wrote A Wrinkle in Time, Madeline Lingle. Mm Mm-hmm. She wrote a really classic book of meditations on art and her life as a writer and it's called Walking on Water. And I just, I recommend it to anyone and everyone, even if you don't care about art at all, just like hearing her life and her voice. She's just such a genuine, wonderful person. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, yeah, it's really great. There's another book called The Gift I I really recommend people who are kind of thinking about creative ventures or they want to like improve as a writer or an artist. I'm blanking on the the author's name, but you can look up the gift. Yeah, we can look it up. We'll put it in the show notes. Oh, it's an amazing, amazing book. Um, I think, too, another thing is just having community around you to um, not just support you, but give you honest feedback and critique, you know, like uh, Tim Keller is a really funny example of like our capacities, you know, he's like, it's not loving to tell like 112 pounds, you know, 17-year-old, uh, like, you know what? You are going to be an inside linebacker for, you know, the Dallas Cowboys. Like, that is like what you're going to do with your life. Like, uh, well, no, like, that's just not the capacity. That would, that would not be loving to give someone a dream that's not fitted to them. You know, because like, everybody has something they're uniquely fitted and called to do. You know, and, and love is like having people come alongside you and notice you first of all, and say you matter. But then, uh, but then to say, you know what you're really good at that I've noticed it's this, you know, and I want to support you in doing that. I think that's like, that's really important. Just hearing feedback and having community people who are honest and, and tell you, you know, like, uh, I know you you keep saying you want to do this. That's a really bad idea. (laughs) Uh, Or or like, you know, you need to stop listening to everybody that's discouraging you and you need to keep going because you are good at this. And and I think gathering actual people who know what they're talking about, uh, not just people who are going to tell you what you, you know, you wanted to hear. Uh, I think there's this like we're losing that whole tradition of apprenticing yourself to someone who who's been doing it for 10 years. Yeah. Go find the person that's doing your dream thing and just interview them and say, I'll do whatever it takes to learn how you got here. And I think there's a lot of like, you know, I can do whatever I want and I don't need to ask anyone. Um, I could probably do it better than that. <laughs> <Like, laughs> there's a, there's definitely that that attitude floating around. Yeah. But uh, yeah, apprenticing yourself to someone who's ahead of you is I think just a huge, huge thing.
1: Mm. Yeah, and taking that that feedback and criticism, I think, is really tied back to that first thing you said of being okay with being a you know a human being and not a, a human doing. Because if mm. your identity is tied up in that thing that you're doing then when you do get criticized, it can be crushing. But if but it's not tied up in there, then you can take that criticism and move forward and say, you know, they're not attacking me personally. You know? So I love... Yeah. I yeah, layered those two things together. Really important. Cool. Well, man, this has been... this has been a great conversation. It's uh, It's been really refreshing to hear from you and, and what you're doing. And especially, I think, maybe a, a lot of people who might have a a bad taste in their mouth with religion or, you know, spirituality. Um, just hearing somebody like you talk about just, you know, truly loving people and helping facilitate their dreams and passions and supporting them has been you know, really, really great to hear. Mm-hmm.
2: And something that I think hey, you can take away.
1: Definitely. Yeah. I'm glad. I
0: hope so.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Joseph. We really appreciate your time and, I'm. I'm actually took so many notes during this because I'm. I'm looking to uh, walk away with some of this really great um, information. Thank you very much.
0: That's great. Thank you guys for having me.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and best of luck with the things that you are continuing to do with the community. That it's going to be exciting to check with check in with you in the future.
1: Yeah, I would love to. Awesome. All right. Thanks again. Have a great weekend. Yeah. You too. All right. Talk to you later. Thanks so much for checking out our latest episode.
2: Be sure to check out the show notes for any links and additional info related to this episode.
1: You can find us on the web at theforgottenartproject.com.
2: And we also want to make sure and let you guys know about our Facebook group. Check out our Facebook page and click on the link to our group and we will make sure and add you. It's a great opportunity to continue the conversations that we are having during our interviews and we would love to have you be a part of it.
1: If you have a great story, or you know somebody that has a great story that you think would be a great fit for our show, please feel free to use the contact form on our website or email us at theforgottenartstories@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We would love to hear about how you are pursuing what makes you alive. If you'd like to support this project, we've created an opportunity for you to do so. You can go to patreon.com forward slash the Forgotten Art Project and for as little as a cup of coffee or $4 a month, you can help us move this project forward and get some new equipment. Our first goal really is just to get some nicer equipment. You can hear how nice this microphone sounds. We'd like to get a few more of these so that the audio quality sounds fantastic for all of you folks to hear. We are truly honored to get to share your story.